the fourth and 40 show making its debut. Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Gio, the man behind the glass, Chris Galler, making things work. It's our football preview show starting today. And after our preview shows, it's going to be nothing but football. We'll get into, you know, team talk. We'll see how each division is doing. Give, you know, picks for the week, stuff like that. But today we are going to tackle the AFC, the entire AFC. Coach, are you ready for uh, for some AFC action here? I am ready for the AFC least, and let's get it on. <laughs> Probably the uh, the not-so-sexy pick, the AFC least, or the AFC East for everybody out there. We're going to jump into that real quick. Hey, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you've got a team that lost in the wildcard game last year. Uh, I believe they finished 10-6. and six. Key players coming back. I mean, you got Josh Allen, Devin Singletary. The defense is a monster defense. Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Tredavious White, to name a few. They did have some good additions. They had some key additions in there. Stephon Diggs uh, being traded from Minnesota. They added a couple of nice rookies in Zach Moss and A.J. Epineza. Uh, You've also got Vernon Butler, Mario Addison, Josh Norman. You know, that defense did get a lot better, and it was really good to begin with. You know, out of those guys, you know, know, who do you think is going to be that big addition for buffalo well it should be stefan diggs and it probably will be stefan diggs Rudy. i mean he's coming from minnesota given the opportunity to be kind of that straight number one guy because the bills last year Rudy, they just had a bunch of clogs in the system right but mm-hmm. stefan diggs it, it is a true number one guy you saw him last year or the past few years with adam Thielen. Allen needs to take that next step that next step involves kind of opening up that offense a little bit more. I know he loves to run as a quarterback, and that's great, Rudy, but we've Mm -hmm. seen running quarterbacks and that life inspector could go a bit down. So I would love to see Allen kind of mature in this offense, give him a little bit more and open up that playbook. But I think Stephon Diggs is going to be crucial this season because you don't want Allen to regress because this could be a situation like Mark Sanchez, right? He plays well for a few years, right? And then – just butt literally just, happens. yeah, butt fumble, and he literally just disappears into NFL Siberia. So, yeah, I hear crucial you year, crucial year and, for Allen, and Stephon Diggs can, I think, it really help this football yeah. game. Yeah, and actually, Allen is our player to watch on the Buffalo Bills this season. I totally agree with you. Uh, one thing coming out of Buffalo uh, training camp right now is Devin Singletary has been having a fumble problem. So, you know, yeah. that might actually be a bonus for Zach Moss coming out of Utah. I believe it was in Utah. Yeah, Rudy, uh, and that's a very a important thing to look at because Devin Singletary, what happened last year in the red zone? They would take this guy out all the time. Yeah, Put Frank, Frank Gore in or have Allen do a quarterback sneak as he yeah. as normally did. Devin Singletary needs to hold on football, and he's not a super great receiver out of the backfield. So, Devin Singletary really needs to pick things up if he really wants to become a, a focal point, as good as we yeah. thought last season coming in, Rudy. We thought that they were a year behind, right? We thought maybe next year they'll make the playoffs. They made the playoffs last yeah. year. This might be the team that misses the playoffs if Allen and that running game doesn't continue to be successful. That's a bold statement. And, you know, another bold statement that I've been seeing going around is the Dolphins. All the improvements that they made – uh, coming yeah, in the offseason, you know, they they went and got a uh, Tua Tagala Viola uh, in the draft. But here's the other thing. I was 
really wanted to take a Justin Herbert. I felt he was more seasoned, ready to go before Tua. I've seen some of Tua's uh, workouts so far in training camps. I'm impressed, man. I can't say I've, I've been dogging on Tua a lot. I'm impressed. I think this wow, kid actually may work out. coming on to the wagon, I'm not, Rudy. I'm not saying I'm jumping on the bandwagon, but I think he might actually pan out for them. Last season, they did finish a disappointing 5'11", but I would say disappointing. I mean it in a really nice way. They actually had a decent season uh, compared for, you know, for the team that they did have. Devontae Parker's coming back. Xavier Howard, Mike Gusecki is going to probably be – one of that one of those focal points this season uh if Tua gets a so but man did they have an off season you know we're going to get into that real quick here Byron Jones Tua like we said Emmanuel Agba Jordan Howard Matt Breida from you know that's another key addition I like Kyle Van Noy they added Eric Flowers to the line Austin Jackson's another rookie they drafted but yeah everything about Miami is Tua this season do you real quick Gio do you expect them to improve on that five and eleven record Yes, Rudy. I could see them going seven and nine, eight and eight. I think this is a football team that at the end of last season came in and really just that first game against the Ravens, we thought, man, this team might go winless. But yeah. they got to rally this year. And they had some big wins last year. They beat the Patriots. And certain parts of the year, you said, wow, I mean, this team is growing. A young football team. I see them around seven and nine, Rudy, eight and eight. Um, and they have so many additions on defense as well. They're going to improve nonetheless. Devontae Parker uh, and Mike Jeske will be a huge focal point of that offense. And then Jordan Howard, Rudy, listen, he's no slouch. I mean, no. I know he's bounced around no. a, a little bit. You know, he went to the Eagles. That didn't really work out too well. But when he was with the Bears, this guy was a bona fide number one running back. They get the running game going. This is a football team I could really see win seven to eight games this season. Yeah, and you know, before we get off the AFC East, uh, we'll get a couple of predictions here. Uh, we've got a few sec- we got a few teams left in the AFC East here before we go to our first commercial break. Reed Compost Jr., Coach Geo, Chris Galler for fourth and forty here. Let's go to the New York Jets, man. You know, the Jets. You know, they did have some high hopes going into last season. They did finish seven and nine. Would I call that disappointing? I don't think I'd call it disappointing. I think I'd call it right where we expected them to fall. Uh, of course, you're bringing Sam Darnold in. Le'Veon Bell is not the Le'Veon Bell that we once saw at Pittsburgh. Jameson Crowder is one guy I think that could have a really good season this year. But I love the additions, too, for them. You know, not behind Sam Darnold, you go and get a Joe Flacco to back him up. You add some, you know, you add a little bit of depth behind Le'Veon Bell with the Frank Gore. Their their drafts was actually a really good draft, I think. You know, with Denzel Mims and Mekhi Becton. That's really good, but I do like the Rashad Perryman ad- addition there. Of course, you know, Darnold's going to be the guy to watch, obviously, with uh, the kind of stuff that they've added as far as the weapons go. Uh, Denzel Mims and him should have a decent, you know, connection this season. I think in a couple of years, that connection will be good. How are you seeing the Jets here? Rudy, I'm sorry, but I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid like you. No, I'm not saying they're going to be good, but I, I think I, this team... I think they're going to, honestly, five in... Five and eleven is what I have them in. I see about four or five wins. I think this team loses a lot more games than they did last year. Mm. Sam Darnold, to me, that offense, the coach who likes to stare a lot, just randomly. I just don't think. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Cocaine Eyes, Le'Veon Bell, such a huge talent. They've tried to trade this guy. Yeah. I mean, several times they can't protect. They did add Beckman in the draft, but. Le'Veon Bell, too much of a talent. They can't seem to get him the ball. 
just stack him in Joe Flacco, Joe Fluco, whatever you want to call him, Frank Gore, <laughs> who's just holding on to dear life. To me, really, this team, and then they trade one of the best defensive players in the yeah. NFL, and Jamal Adams sent him there to Seattle. This is a team that is going to be bad, and I think very bad this year. Ken, I'm going to ask you real quick before we go on to our last team in the AFC East here. Is it fair to say, okay, if you're looking up and down the Jets roster, I think there's, I think their receiving core is solidified. You actually have their quarterback position that's solidified. Their running game is probably their weakest, I would say, the weakest point on offense. I mean, their offensive line is actually getting really good. You know, drafting Mekhi Becton uh, from Louisville is actually a really good offensive line pick for them. But I think their running back, their running game is where they lack it, and it sucks because, like I said. Le'Veon Bell should still have a few good years left in him. Oh, for sure, is, Rudy. Is it just the fact that Adam Gase doesn't know how to use this guy? He doesn't know how to use him, and I don't think he likes him very, very well. And hmm. uh, hearing from Jets, uh, the, he didn't want him. He didn't want Le'Veon Bell. The ownership stepped in and decided to make that trade. Bell is such a great talent, Rudy. F- fantasy football-wise... He's going in those a little bit later rounds. Uh, if he's there as late, maybe fifth, sixth round, pick him up. But I really do not like his situation with the yeah. Jets. They just don't have enough. They don't use Bell like Pittsburgh did. And yeah. I know Bell wanted more money, but sometimes, Rudy, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah, and that sucks because gang green, you know, you never know what you're getting with uh, the New York Jets at all. But we kind of know what we're getting with when it comes to the New England Patriots, the last team that we're going to cover here uh, on the AFC East preview here on 4th and 40, uh, Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Gio, and Chris Galler. Man, okay, so we're talking about the Patriots here. Um, all I can say, man, 12-4 and four last season, they lost in the wild card game. It it had the feeling of last year being a disappointing season, but somehow, you know, hey, the Patriots, Patriot, they always do. The key players, obviously, you're not having no Tom Brady. Gronk retired, came back. Now he's playing for Tampa Bay with Tom. Julian Edelman, Stephon Gilmore, Chase Winovich, you know, Devin McCourty, Sonny Michelle. Patrick Chung is missing. You've got players missing now on this Patriots team due to COVID because they don't want to compete this season. They only had a couple of additions, you know, that were key, Cam Newton being one of them. But then they went out and got a Marquis Lee, who all of a sudden says, I'm opting out too. So your really only addition is Cam Newton. I don't even have a player to watch on this. What I have is the person <laughs> that watches Coach Bill Belichick. How is he going to do this? You know, we got about a minute before commercial here. Give me your insight on the Patriots, man. Rudy, I think the Patriots will be okay. I'm a little worried about that receiving core, you know, because Marquise Lee, he was coming back from injury and maybe mm-hmm. could be a nice little add there. But Tom Brady struggled last season with that receiving core. I think defensively they'll be okay. Bill's a mastermind on defense. The offense, to me, they haven't been able to run the ball as consistent as they want to. Sonny Michelle kind of dealing with injuries the past few years. Yeah. This Patriot team, Rudy, is on the cusp of being bad or really bad, but they're in the AFC East. They've ruled this division. They're going to have an opportunity to compete for a division title. Nonetheless, yeah. Cam Newton, you know, he has a lot on his shoulders right now, and he wants to prove a lot of people wrong. I think the Patriots yeah. will be okay, Rudy, but I, that receiving core, it's just even with Julian Edelman, yeah. I can't even name their tight end, Rudy. So 
That's all you got to know. It, yeah, it's so going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be a tough fight for the uh, the New England Patriots. That was the AFC East preview here on 4th and 40. Rudy Campos Jr. Chris Geller, Coach Gio, we'll be right back. Rudy Campos Jr. here reminding you to listen to the Sports Time from the Carrasco Realty Group Studios here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Sweep the League, 4th and 40, and the Fantasy Countdown, contact me, Rudy Campos Jr., my email is rcomposjr at icloud.com. And welcome back to the uh, 4th and 40 show, Rudy Campos Jr. Coach Gio, Chris Gower, the man behind the glass. We covered the AFC East in our first segment. Now it's time to go north, AFC North. We're talking Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Steelers. One of the more competitive divisions that we're going to see this season. Let's jump right into it, man. Bengals preview last season, 2-14. and What did they do? They went and got out... A single what Joe Exotic is what they're calling him, Joe Burrow from LSU, number <laughs> Joe one. Burrow. Pick. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting thing for Cincinnati. The uh, the Ohio son, the prodigal son, is coming back home. So, <laughs> like I said, they finished last season two and fourteen. They're bringing back AJ Green. They have Joe Mixon, Carlos Dunlap, Sean Williams, Geno Atkins. Biggest addition, obviously, is Joe Burrow. But not only is Joe Burrow the biggest addition for me. It's T. Higgins, man. You're going out and getting a solid young receiver to join Joe Burrow. I think this is going to be a really good season for the Bengals. I don't have them. I don't have them as you know playoff contenders just yet. Come on, Rudy. I can't see seven wins to eight on this team right here. I think it's going to take that one extra year to get going. What do you got, Gio? I think five wins, Rudy, probably will be where I see them this uh, coming up. You know, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, he's starting to grow on me. I'm starting to hear some things from camp that he's been uh, pretty good. Uh, A.J. Green, one of the best wide receivers. If he stays healthy, they're going to have a good opportunity of definitely rising at the point toward this season. You know, it's a young team, man. And, and yeah. that defense last year was atrocious. I mean, uh, really bad. Nonetheless, yeah. they're going to improve. This is a Bengals team young. I think they're going to be fun to watch, Rudy. And people oh, are yeah. going to like to root for them just because of Joe Burrow and what he did last year and at LSU. I'm going to give them five wins. Five wins with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. I think that will be a nice combination. And Joe yeah. Mixon running the football. This offense should really, I mean, take a, a big step forward. Uh, because last season when it, with Andy Dalton, that was trash. He was if trash. Get, if we can get a healthy A.J. Green for the entire season, this offense is going to be fun. This is going to be one of those fantasy offenses that you want to pick and you know pick and pull players from. So yeah, I, I, I think that I think yeah the, the offense is going to be fun to watch. I I see the five wins in this. I really do. I give them about seven wins because I think if you get a healthy AJ Green for the entire season, you're going to see a small turnaround. And you know, Tyler easily. Boyd is really good as well. So you're going to have- oh yeah, Tyler Boyd is definitely good. So that receiving core for Joe is. Honestly, I mean, if you look at it, it's it's kind of similar to what he had at LSU. He's got good receivers surrounding him. Uh, plus, he's got a really good yeah, you know, and, and Tyler Boy had a pretty good fantasy year last year. I mean, he yeah. was pretty consistent. He had some down games. But overall, if A.J. Green stays healthy, I completely agree, Rudy. This is an offense going to be fun to watch. Yeah, so that was the hype of the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to go to the hype <laughs> that I've been saying for a little while, which I bought into the hype. Uh, last season with the Cleveland Browns, but this is the team that's so good on paper 
<laughs> and it's just paper crumbled on the field. Cleveland Browns for this last season, six and ten. Major, major key players coming back. I mean, again, you have almost an all-star lineup in Baker Mayfield, Chubb, Beckham Jr., Landry, Miles Garrett, Ogdenabi, you know, Oliver, Olivier Vernon, Denzel Ward. I mean, the biggest addition I see is obviously Austin Cooper, uh, the tight end position that kind of solidifies him, even though they had David Njoku, who's not bad. Uh, they're rookies. You know, they went in and got a Jedrick Willis Jr. and a Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit, I think, tore his ACL recently. I think that so I think he is out for the year, which is kind of a bummer because he would have been a major asset. Odell Beckham's the guy you want to watch. Can he really turn it up this season? If they do, the Browns can compete. I mean, they've got every piece in position to compete. So this is a team that is, again, let's just kind of – I'm going to slow my roll on it, obviously. But I want to make sure this team is good to go. Give me a quick preview on the Browns here because everybody Rudy, knows what they have. Last year, I wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid like you. This year, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. They're going to oh, so we 10, reverse it. 10, 11 wins, and I think they get to the playoffs. This is the year the Browns finally break through, I believe. Baker Mayfield, some people are clowning this guy. I think he's the truth. And Austin Hooper coming in from Atlanta had a very, very – Great year last year with the Falcons. He comes in. He also have a new uh, offensive coordinator, head coach. A pretty good offensive staff is coming in here. Mm-hmm. They need to just make things simple. Freddie Kitchens, first of all, should have never had that freaking job to begin with. Um, yeah, a guy who's never even called plays in his life before he actually got the job. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, the Browns are coming in. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, as you said, Rudy, so much talent. It just screams 10, 11 wins. Yeah, that's going to be I think Austin Hooper takes him over the top on offense and they have everything you want in a football team. Yeah. Speaking of everything you want, the Baltimore Ravens have everything they want in a quarterback last season, finishing 14 and two. They lost in the divisional round, but you've got, you know, your MVP Lamar Jackson coming back. Uh, you've got the running game too, Mark Ingram. One of the better tight ends in the game, Mark Andrews. Of course, you've got the receiving core that starts with Marquise Brown. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, they had two key additions, and both of them were through the draft, in my opinion. It was Patrick Queen and J.K. Dobbins. I think we see J.K. Dobbins get half the carries when it comes to running back, uh, which is kind of weird because I guess we could say it's a third of the carries since you have to consider Lamar Jackson uh, getting his carries as well. This team, I don't have a huge big preview on them, uh, only because – it's basically the same team coming back, same strong team coming back. Well, Rudy, you know, they did lose Earl Thomas. Uh, they did lose Earl Thomas, yes. I, I think so, but I think that this team is pretty tested as of last season. I don't see them falling out. I, I'm not going to say they're going to get 14 wins again. I actually give them minus one. I'm at a 13-3 and three record for Baltimore, which I think is going to be good enough to win this division, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, Rudy, I think definitely not 14 wins. I'm looking at 11, 12 wins. Mm-hmm. The NFL will find a way to humble you, and they'll catch up to your offense eventually. We've yeah. seen that with Sean McVay. We've seen that with other coaches. <clears throat> so the Ravens will take a step back. Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> he needs to take a huge step in the passing game, Rudy. Yes, he does. he does that. Yeah. No, he does. Because he's been exposed in the past two playoff games. And... Yeah. You have to mature, and I think he'll do that. They have pieces around there. Watch out for J.K. Dobbins. Really, like, 
to see him explode this season because I'm tired of Mark Ingram just floating around, still having a job. You know, but let the youngster come in and let him do what I think he could do. Nonetheless, I see 11-12 wins. I think teams figure them out a little bit, but not enough to have a losing season, of course. Well, see, I've got them at 13 wins, which I think it's the high point for me. I see 11 and 12 wins. But I, what I do see is if this team stays healthy coming up, then this is my divisional winner pick right here. That is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I'm talking and, Steeler yep. Nation. I mean, coming <laughs> into last season, 8-8. Eight and eight, If you keep a Big Ben healthy this season, this is one of the teams that I think is potentially coming out of the AFC when it comes to the Super Bowl. I mean, James Conner, Big Ben, Juju Smith-Schuster, who needs Ben Roethlisberger as his quarterback in order to be great. But forget the offensive side. I mean, that's good in itself. You've got a defense, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Bud Dupree, Terrell Edmonds, Joe Hayden, Devin Bush. I mean, this defense is, you know, what is it? The the Steel Curtain uh, defense from the past. This could be a huge defense for the Steelers. I think this is the team, if they, if they stay healthy, this is the team that comes out of the AFC North. I easily see a 14-2 and two record for this team whoa, if whoa. they can stay healthy. That's my bold two, prediction. Rudy. That's my big prediction, yes. that This I is mean, one of the top teams in the AFC. 10 wins. Oh, you're going to go 14 or a team that I'm gonna go 8-8 eight eight last season? On the high end. On the high end, 14. Okay. On the high well, end. I definitely think they can win this division. I could see them win 10 games. James Conner needs Ben Roethlisberger. Juju Smith needs Ben Roethlisberger as well. These are guys that took a step back last season simply because the Pittsburgh Steelers had, what, about 10 quarterbacks playing last season? And even with that, they finished 8-8, which was pretty good for what some of those quarterbacks— what they went through, yeah. Exactly what they went through last season— and this receiving core, I think it's going to be a really good one. And Juju has something to prove. He has something to prove that he can be a number one because Antonio Brown, remember what he he called him out last season. He called him out several times throughout the year. And Juju just didn't have that season. He was hurt as well. Uh, but the Steelers, to me, I could see them win 10 games. I'm going to say 9 or 10. Uh, this could be a breakout team. The offensive line will be a better this season. Overall, this team is going to be better. So I'll say 10 wins. 10 wins. You don't have any way of giving them or any types of ideas of giving them more than 10 wins. No. I mean, you if you, had been, if you had been on last year's team, you Everybody, can't say that they're a 12-win team last season. Like, how much has Ben had left in the tank? I mean, last season before he went down, didn't we see him get shellacked against – the New England Patriots. I mean, well, they've got to keep them standing up. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you don't get a good, healthy Ben Roethlisberger this I season, I will say he looks slimmer. He does look a little slimmer. Yeah, and he. And I, I mean, he needed to. He actually needed to lose weight. Is what he did yeah. in the off season. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's going to add six wins just by adding Ben Roethlisberger, but I think what you have is a defense that is at least good for another maybe two wins, three wins from last season. Advent, get that extra winner too. So that's around 14, you know, 13, 14 wins. I would say on the low end, you're right. I would say about 11, 12 on the low. That should be enough to get that division title. Quick question. But, 
Yeah, what's up? Is Juju the number one this year? Can he take that mantle? Unlike last season, he struggled, obviously, because of uh, quarterback reasons. Does he take that next step? Do you see him 12 through Johnny yards? Mm, man, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no going into that. I, I don't think so. I think he's going to fall just a little short uh, when it comes to that. So I don't think he'll be the number one, but I think what we'll do is see an improved Juju Smith. So that was the AFC North. This is fourth and 40. Rudy Compos Jr. Coach Gio Chris Galler will be right back. Hey, are you looking for that local flavor, that local burger flavor? Look no further than Burger Boy. Oh, the wonders that is Burger Boy. Are you a working man? Of course you're a working man. Do you like working overtime? Not all of us do, but when it comes to Burger Boy, they have both the working man special and the overtime special. For you working men out there, that's a double Burger Boy, large fries, large drink. And for those of you working overtime, add that extra meat. We're talking triple Burger Boy, large fries, large drink. Yes. Burger Boy, the wonder that is San Antonio. So we just got done with the AFC North. Welcome back, Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Gio, Chris Galler, the man behind the glass. This is fourth and 40. We were, like I said, we just got off the north. We're taking our bus train or bus train, plane, whatever, down south to the AFC South, where we're going to start with the Indianapolis Colts. One of the bigger additions in the offseason was by the Colts by adding a Phillip Rivers. Last season, they finished 7-9. and nine. This team is a lot better than their record actually shows. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, Malik Hooker, Darius Leonard, Justin Houston, some of the key guys coming back. Like we said, the additions, you know, Phillip Rivers is the biggest addition. Also, a major addition that I really liked was through the draft, Jonathan Taylor. They also went out and got a Michael Pittman Jr., adding DeVorest Buckner as well. This team is a lot better than 7-9. and nine. Gio, can you agree with Yes, I will agree, Rudy. I see this team potentially getting up to 10 wins. They have all the pieces. They have really, really good offensive line. Defensively, you saw some points during the season where it wasn't as good as they should be, I think, the talent they have. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I think this team, 10 wins. It's all going to depend on Rudy Phillip Rivers. Is he going to take another dip? Last season, we saw a little bit of a decline from Phillip uh Really, in certain points, certain spots of games, he just looked—he just looked old, Rudy. He looked like an old man. Yeah. Uh, is is Philip Rivers going to decline that much to where this team just goes seven and nine again? I don't think so. I think Philip has a little bit left in those legs. Ten wins is definitely where I see. And watch out for Jonathan Taylor. You know, Rudy, he could. I love Marlon that Mack. Backfield. Yeah. yeah, that that backfield is going to be deadly. Marlon Mack has. You know, people talk about him as being not the greatest, but you look at his stats for the past few years, he's, he's played well. Uh, so Phillip Rivers is the key man. If he gets worse, if he becomes old man Riverwalk, he's going to be <laughs> Nice shout-out to San Antonio. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that backfield, man, you know, I love Marlon Mack. You also got to remember you have a Naheem Hines as well. I ain't a Jonathan Taylor. Don't mention these guys, I'm tired of hearing this guy's name. Well, but not only that, one of these guys has to step up, and I'm hoping it's a Jonathan Taylor. I mean, explosive back out of Wisconsin. Probably what – can we easily say he's been the top running back for the past two or three years uh, in college football? He I mean, has, I know Rudy, but just years. remember, some of these Wisconsin running backs, they're legit hit or miss. 
Yeah, I remember. I, I do remember Ron Dane being uh, one of the more recent ones Ron I Dane, bought. I think Monte Ball was. Yeah, he, Monte go, Ball. Yeah, he was a disaster. I drafted him in the first round one year. Oh, <laughs> they're uh, not. They're not a Georgia running back, so I'll give you credit on that. But we'll <laughs> see how Jonathan Taylor does go. Again, you know, I think this team is a lot better than seven and nine record. I've got them pushing around the ten to eleven win range, kind of where you've got them. Phillip Rivers is the difference maker. I think T.Y. Hilton will be benefit because now that Rivers isn't in L.A. anymore, that's going to obviously affect Keenan Allen. Doesn't affect T.Y. Hilton. He's got Rivers with him now. So I expect a pretty good season for T.Y. Hilton, both uh, obviously regular football, but also in fantasy. So speaking of a fantasy, let's go moving on to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> a team that no has fantasy. fantasy value but just can't really deem to you seem to do squat on the field finishing six and ten last season you've got good players you've got leonard fournette you've got dj chart gardner Minshew, the uh the porn star of the nfl is actually back miles jack jared wilson josh allen you know they had some additions they had a they they added a tyler eifert in there who from you know cincinnati glory days wasn't very glorious there i mean always injured Rookie class was actually one of the better rookie classes, adding C.J. Henderson, Clavon uh, Chasen, and uh, I'm going to hire this, LaVisca Chanot. I'm sorry. Um, they did have a really good draft class. I think Fournette is the guy that we need to watch down in Jacksonville. Again, my preview for the Jacksonville Jaguars is pretty slim. Gio, what kind of short preview you got for Jacksonville? Uh, pretty slim. This team... I just don't love them. They have a bunch of they, really... They're going to decline in wins. I mean, let's be honest. I think they decline. They go to I maybe think, four and I 12. I think Leonard Fournette has a a better year. But how much is he going to improve with this team? They just don't do enough offensively. Very vanilla. Gardner yeah. Minshew, though, he can run around. He can make plays. He can extend plays. This is going to be an offense that will improve. I just don't think improve enough. Defensively, we've seen the past few years, they've started to decline as well. Mm-hmm. DJ Shark, they just have a bunch of, as I like to say, just clogs in the system. No one really stands out. Tyler Eifert, as you said, Rudy, that guy's always yeah. hurt. And he's talented. I mean, he's he's really talented. How much does he have left in the tank? This is a football team. I can see three or four wins, man. Yeah, I think it's going to be a decline on the win totals for the Jaguars. If they do happen to get the six, seven wins, it's going to case we're going to see some Gardner magic coming through. But again, I, I think its team is just too. That's the only thing that's going to be coming through. It, it's a, it, you know what? This is what it is. And before we go on uh, to the Texans here, this is what it is. It's a, it's a good dish, you know, a good food dish right in front of you that just doesn't have seasoning. So it ruins the entire meal. This team is like that. It's got. It's got good pieces. It's got good players. It looks like it should be a team that can compete, but it's just not going to have the spice on it. So that's kind of what I look at for Jacksonville. You know, moving on to Jacksonville, hey, man, the Houston Texans, you know, had probably the biggest trade in the offseason when they lost DeAndre Hopkins. And people are saying, hey, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, lost, lost, lost. What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I was a small advocate, you know, in a big picture saying that that DeAndre Hopkins deal was actually a good deal for Deshaun Watson. They finished last season for at 10 and 6. They lost in the divisional game. Of course, they're bringing back Deshaun Watson. They have JJ Watt who's probably on the back end of his career obviously. Will Fuller, Whitley Merciless, Zach Cunningham. The additions they had, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. 
Now, I've been pretty much of an advocate of this. When you get rid of that big receiver, it helps a quarterback, especially like Deshaun Watson. He can spread the ball a little bit more now. Doesn't have to concentrate solely on DeAndre Hopkins and getting him the ball. You've seen that work everywhere. Russell Wilson is a good example. He doesn't, he's never really had. Now you can say Tyler Lockett is a number one guy. He he's number one in Seattle, but he's not number one as far as the NFL goes. I agree. That that is a Russell Wilson effect that you're gonna see. I'm not saying the Deshaun Watson will be Russell Wilson, and I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. But again, Brady's another guy. You know, he spreads the ball around. It makes the quarterback better when you don't have that big target that you're trying to get the ball to the entire time. I see Deshaun doing wonderful things this year. The career of David Johnson is going to be revived in Houston, I believe. This offense is going to actually look a little bit better than what it has been. I still see the 10 wins as the high point, though. I can see them going lower than that. You talked all this stuff about the glory and all this stuff, and, and you only give him 10 wins. I'm not confident in – in other words, all these, these pieces that are coming in are key. But I'm not confident until I actually see it right now. Rudy, this I think Deshaun gets you to 10 at least. Listen, first of all, the head coach is an idiot for training oh, yeah. Hopkins because he had a personal issue. But we won't get into that. You know, this football team – 10 wins is probably around what they're going to be. Deshaun Watson is a great talent. But, mm-hmm. Rudy, is Brandon Cooks going to be healthy? Is David Johnson going to stay healthy? Is Will Fuller going to stay healthy? You have three guys, Rudy, yeah, that have dealt with points. injury problems the past several years. Will Fuller, I feel like I hear about him every year. Brandon Cooks, trust me, the Rams don't miss him. We got a young man named Van Jefferson <laughs> who's lighting up right now in camp. Uh, they're probably going to win 10 games, Rudy, but... Deshaun Watson might be running for his life again. That offensive line needs needs to be better. I mean, he's been hit a lot the past few seasons. David Johnson's a key point, though. If they can get the running game going and have that balance, I think it's just very important to have in a football team. If he can get going, I like their chances, Rudy. But they have a bunch of injured guys all the time. Yeah. Now – before we go on to the Tennessee Titans here, I did want to pose this question to you because David Johnson is a guy to watch for this team. Let's be real. This is the best running back they've had since Arian Foster. I mean, oh yeah, and oh. we know how Arian turned the Houston Texans offense uh, into a juggernaut. You know, it's not only their fantasy, but they were scoring. So at that time, they didn't have a Deshaun Watson in the uh, quarterback position. So with uh, David Johnson, if he gives them exactly what he's capable of, I 100% agree with you. This team is way better. If he can be his rookie year where he had 25, I think 25 yards from scrimmage, that will be a huge help. But, you know, it's kind of a wait and see type thing. It's kind of a wait and see type of thing. He's been hurt. So sometimes they kind of mess with your psyche. Exactly. And, you know, one team that we, uh, again, the preview is going to be pretty small on the Tennessee Titans because why? I mean, they're, they didn't really add too much. The guys that they did add are, you know, they're key guys, but they're not guys that are going to actually be juggernauts in the, you know, the guys they had in the offseason, but they can't help. Last season, Tennessee finished 9-7. and seven, Lost in the conference game, obviously. Derrick Henry had a massive year. I expect the same from him. Ryan Tannehill should take that step up. Uh, you've also got guys like Jonathan Smith, who I expect to take the next step into being one of the better tight ends in the league. 
great receiving core with AJ Brown. You know, you got a solid defense. They added a Vic Beasley Jr. from Atlanta. I don't expect a your whole boy, lot from Rudy. Vic. Yeah, I don't <laughs> expect boy. a whole lot from him. Going out and drafting Isaiah Wilson and Darrington Evans. This again, you know, a small preview, real quick, Gio. We got about uh, 45 seconds here on this preview. How do you expect the Titans to go? I think they still are one of the better teams in the AFC. I don't see them going into the Super Bowl or anything. Listen, I love the Isaiah Wilson. Shout out to Georgia. Um, this team, listen, if they run the football already, they're going to make games ugly. Hand that ball off to Derrick Henry. You got some really good catchers in A.J. Brown. And John Lewis Smith in fantasy, I think, could have a huge season. But they got yeah. the pieces around them already. Just continue to run the football. Hand that rock to the big fella. They do that. And Ryan Tannehill, to me, man, Rudy, his last eight games, he played really, really well, man. Just, yeah. just really good to get that team to the yeah. playoffs. And that should speak a lot about uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, I think the Titans will be a really good football team. Just run the football. Just do what you do well. Don't get too busy. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, again, Titans, you know, they should do well this year. Fourth and 40, Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Geo, Chris Gallagher, the man behind the mask, will be right back. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Sweep the League, 4th and 40, and the Fantasy Countdown, contact me, Rudy Campos Jr. My email is rcomposjr at icloud.com. Welcome back to 4th and 40. Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Gio, Chris Galler, the man behind the glass. We're covering our last AFC division. It's the AFC West, where it is the home of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. But first, before we get into Chiefs talk, thank everybody for uh, thank you everybody for joining us here on Fourth and Forty. This is the first show, uh, the inaugural show, basically. So we are covering all of the AFC teams. Chargers, man, go Chargers, go! In the uh, wonderful words of Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously this season, this team last season was five and eleven. They have Joey Bosa. They have two guys on defense that is really good. They also have other guys that are stout as well when you go in with the Melvin Ingram, Derwin James, uh, and a Casey Hayward Jr. It's the offense that's going to struggle right here. I mean, yes, they went out and got a Justin Herbert in the draft, which I really believe is the re- the better quarterback in the draft uh, this season. I-, I know Joe Burrow is hot. He's a really good pick. But I think Justin Herbert was that polished quarterback that everybody wanted. They also added a Kenneth Murray a huge addition that I like in the draft was Joshua Kelly because their running game, you're looking at Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly can actually take over over these guys, come over these guys and take over that starting position. They're going to struggle this season. Five wins last season with a Phillip Rivers, without a Phillip Rivers. I almost see the same thing. Five wins, I can see them as low as four. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a juggernaut offense. Keenan Allen's going to really see a drop off this season. I believe. What? No, I believe no, so, no, man. No. Uh, this is our first argument. Then, Gio, what do you got for the Chargers? Listen, Keenan Allen, I think, and, and fantasy wise, I think he's going to have a really good year. I think he he still got plenty left in the tank. Hunter Henry, can you please stay healthy? Can you please stay healthy? No this guy seems to be hurt every year. I'm going to be a little more optimistic, Rudy. I'm going to go with maybe seven or eight wins. Austin Eckler, that running game, the, the running passing game, whatever you want to call it, I think they're going to be able to get to eight wins. I think their defense is that good with Joey Bosa mm-hmm. back there. Yeah, I can't deny on the defense side. You're right. The That's a good point. Side, the offense, I can definitely see where, you know, Tyra Taylor, he's just a game manager. He's not that, but... I just think their offensive personnel, just too much talent. 
Uh, Mike Williams is dealing with an injury, so mm -hmm. that might be a little bit of a damper. But overall, I just think they have too much offensive weapons to be a team that wins five games. I really, okay. I really think now they did that last season, <laughs> but uh, Philip Rivers was just old man Riverwalk, like I said. Tyrod Taylor, I think, is a little bit of an upgrade. He can move the pocket, and also, I mean, if you put the young kid in, who knows what will happen? I'm a little bit more bullish. I say eight wins, seven to eight wins with Chargers. Yeah, I'm sticking with the five. I need to see what's on the field first. I don't like. I said Keenan Allen. Definitely is a fantasy juggernaut on the wide receiver position, but I just I feel he might have a drop off uh, for this season. But we'll see, you know. And then you know after the Chargers, we're gonna do a really quick preview of the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Because they're Super Bowl champs. They didn't do anything but get better, and that was through the draft. I mean, you're right, this Rudy. team is yeah. This team is twelve and four last season. They you know obviously are Super Bowl champs. You've got Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you know, that offense, those three guys alone are going to win you a bunch of games. Their defense is actually nothing, nothing to sleep on with a Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Damian Wilson, Hitchens, Alex Okafor. What do they do? They go into the draft thinking, OK, we need another explosive person. Why? Because our defense is actually good. You know, there's no reason in spending a first round pick on, you know, first round talent to get defense. They go out and get a Clyde Edwards Hilaire from, you know, LC. It's like. Wow, this team just reloaded itself. And not only that, you know, okay, so they lose to LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Williams is actually going to be sitting out, I believe, for the season because of COVID. They needed that running back, that solidified running back, uh, that person to come in and just take over that position. CEH is definitely going to do that. I'm going to abbreviate his initials because, man, it's too long. What names are saying. <laughs> but a, a small addition that I do like is that DeAndre Washington addition there because yeah. – you know, I really liked it, what he did in, you know, Oakland as well. Oh, now it's Las Vegas, but Oakland was there. Those two additions, I think, are key. I don't have a whole lot for the Kansas City Chiefs because it's the same team coming back. This is my Super Bowl pick for this season. So, again, I think it's back-to-back yeah, -back Super Bowls for Patrick Mahomes. Same yeah, I mean, there, there's not much to to really say about this football team. If Patrick yeah. Mahomes stay, stays healthy, uh, this is going to be another team that potentially will probably get to the Super Bowl. The Patriots... Uh, I don't think they're going to be even close. And I think that's probably a, a huge threat. Mm -hmm. Pamela Holmes is the real deal. He's, he's a real deal, holy field, right? So yeah. he stays healthy. Uh, watch out for Miko Harbin from Georgia. I think he'll take yeah. the next step in the right direction. And CEH, whatever you want to call him, I I'm on the hype train, Rudy, especially on fantasy football. I want as Which, much yeah. share of this kid as much as possible. But the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. They returned most of their starters from last year's Super Bowl team. And that defense with Steve Spagnuolo running the show, I think it'll be a pretty good team, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, we're CEH. We'll get into that here on the fa uh, the Fantasy Countdown show, which will be airing as well today. Uh, you can look for that because we'll be previewing running backs and wide receivers. We're going to move on to the Denver Broncos, one of the trickier teams in this division here. Last season, it wasn't a bad season. Seven and nine, you know, they – they're going to give Drew Locke the reins to this team. So knowing that, they went out and got him, uh, Jerry Judy in the draft. You know, a really good addition. He already has a Cortland Sutton. Philip Lindsay as well. You know, that 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 running game is going to be kind of kind of up in the air because I know they added a Melvin Gordon as well. But the problem is, is, is that is Melvin Gordon Melvin Gordon? I mean, that's the whole key right there. Defense, you know, you always start with Von Miller. You got Bradley Chubb. 
this team is kind of in the middle, man. I, I look at it as, uh, you know, they went seven and nine. I can see eight and eight, nine and seven right here. I don't expect them to get any like massive amount of wins, but you know, is Drew Locke good enough to just completely take over the reins and finally solve that quarterback riddle that the Broncos have had? Yeah, really. You know, we don't know what to expect. We just have to really wait and see. But they have the receivers. Cortland Sutton, uh, he, he finished as a really good fantasy football player at the end of last season. Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon, I think that could be a good tandem. Yeah, we know mm-hmm. that we don't know what to maybe expect from Melvin Gordon. But you have him and Philip Lindsay in that backfield running the football. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, right? A, a really emerging tight end. This yeah. is an offense. I think people are sleeping on the Broncos, Rudy. I think they're sleeping because they don't know enough about the quarterback, but that's okay. I think the Broncos are going to surprise some people. And I I wouldn't be surprised if they upset the Chiefs one of these games. So I see that. And I'm going to just throw this out there as far as the Broncos go. I think Jerry Judy – I mean, this is a bold statement, but I think Jerry Judy finishes in the top three on rookie of the year voting. Do you think he's the best – wide receiver in this class at the end of the no. season? No. Uh-uh. Who's it going to be? Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson will be the best wide receiver this season in, for this class. I mean, All you've right. got... I, I know everybody's on C.D. Lamb's you know, bandwagon because of Dak Prescott. But again, you know, you've got Zeke Elliott. You've got Amari Cooper there. So I think C.D. gets his touches, but it, it's not going to be like a Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen is going to be so focused on, and Jefferson is so big that I, and he's so quick that I think that he's going to be that difference maker for Minnesota, and he's going to have the better season when it comes to a fantasy or not a fantasy but a wide receiver. But Henry Ruggs is another yeah. one as well. Yeah, for this, this think, receiving co- uh, this receiving yeah. class period is really good. There's a guy, and I know you're going to say Homer with the Rams named Van Jefferson. I've been no, talking not. about I've him on Twitter. It. His route running ability, his dad played in the NFL. A lot of people are saying Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup's rookie year was really good. Van Jefferson, yeah. I get it. He's he's not a household name. Just watch out for Van. I think he's going to have some spots this year where you say, man, he's he's a pretty good player. I, I totally agree. So after seeing some of the Rams you know, training camp video, you know, I was kind of low on Jared Goff uh, when it comes to stuff, but I'm actually kind of getting high and you know, uh, a little bit on the <laughs> little bit on the hop, the Goff bandwagon here. But we did mention the Henry Ruggs, so we're gonna move on to the uh, now the Raiders, Nally Crown, Las Vegas Raiders, finishing last season seven and nine. Um, this team is, uh, it's my closet sexy team this year. <laughs> I, I have to say that because. You know, you've got a great running game already, Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr, I think, takes a step forward because when you've got a receiving core of a Darren Waller as tight end, who's one of the better tight ends in this league, you know, he really is. Then you go and you've got you go on and get a Henry Ruggs the third, but you also have a Tyra Williams who's injured right now, who's hoping he stays healthy. But there's one player there where I think you can actually get a lot out of him because you did it couldn't do it in the past. And that's Nelson Aguilar because Aguilar, I think is going to be that slot guy that 
it's not going to be so hard for him to make a play on. I think Gruden will use him and get his talents, you know, showcased a little bit more. So you've got Ruggs on the outside. He's going to be your deep threat. Tyra Williams is your midfield. He can be a deep threat as well. But I think where we see Aguilar come in, if Gruden actually uses him right, think of a Wes Welker type player, someone who's just going to be in the slot, get you that, you know, dink and duck eight, nine yards, and who can make a big play because Aguilar can make a big play. What are you seeing on the Raiders? You know, we got about a minute left here. What are you seeing on the Raiders here? The same thing as Drew Brady. This is a team, uh, you just don't know. It all depends on Derek Carr and kind of that next step that he takes. And I think he will. Josh Jacobs, tremendous talent. I was on that train last year, by the way, for fantasy football, and he did not disappoint. Darren Waller, Mm -hmm. Terrell Williams uh, did deal with some injuries. But I I think this is a football team that has the talent defensively. They got certain pieces, as you said. Nelson Aguilar, you know, I know he had a tough time with the Eagles, but he should be okay here in Oakland. This is an offense, Rudy. They got talent, man. The talent's there, and they got a really, really good offensive line people are not talking about. So, I mean, this team is here. I'm going to say eight wins, but they can win ten. I can see ten wins easily on this. I mean – I, you know, and like I said, that's my sock, my sexy closet pick of the Raiders. And you say, you know, about eight wins, I 10 win. I'm, I'm right about 10, maybe 11 uh, for the Raiders at on the high end. Yeah. I, ideally, yeah. ideally eight and eight, nine and seven yeah. is right where I want to be with because the Raiders. Because Rudy, so. Carr tends to make that big mistake in yeah. crucial games like he did last season. If he can erase those, make plays. I can definitely see them as a three-one improvement. Before we go, I do want to say one, especially on the Raiders. This is where Carr makes that extra. That's why I said he takes a step forward this season because he has Marcus Mariota behind him, and Gruden has loved Mariota. Do you see a situation, Rudy, that Marcus Mariota becomes the Ryan Tannehill last season, where Carr struggles early on, and Mariota just comes in and just kind of rides the show? Easily, easily, just because Gruden has that option now, and he's not going to be afraid to use it. So, oh no, it's I just, Gruden definitely. would not be afraid. He would not be afraid. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that happening. And you know what? We're not afraid here at Fourth and Forty. When it's Fourth and Forty, we always go for it. No reason to punt on anything. This was the AFC preview. Next week, we're going to have our NFC preview. Let's go, Rams, into, baby. Uh, we Let's get go. into some of the teams that are uh, we feel are going to be. You know, really good. There's a to me. There's I think there's a lot more excitement in the NFC this season. So right. we're gonna definitely preview that next week uh, for next week's show. This was the AFC preview here on Fourth and Forty. Rudy Campos Jr., like I said, Coach Geo, Chris Galler, the man behind the mask, getting it done here on Fourth and Forty. Be sure to check out the Fantasy Countdown Show where we'll be previewing the running backs and wide receivers positions going into everyone's draft thank you guys for showing up we will see y'all next week hey guys this is rudy compost jr just reminding you guys here for 1440 you can go and follow us on twitter that's we the league for myself if you want to follow coach geo it's at coach geo just add an extra o at the end and if you want to get down with the man behind the glass, Chris Galler is at Official Mr. 300. Find all of us on Twitter and as well as on our website, www.sweetthelead.com.